Hello, thank you for joining LTC DON Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing, APACN. I'm your host, Amy Stewart, Vice President of Education and Certification Strategy for APACN. And I'm here today with Lisa Morris. Lisa is the current chair of the American Society of Consultant Pharmacists Board of Directors and a regional pharmacy resource for Ensign Services in Houston. Lisa has been a consultant pharmacist for 15 years and has a broad background in home health care, hospice, retail, and respiratory pharmacy. Lisa is here today to discuss the role of the consultant pharmacist and what they wish every director of nursing knew. Let's dive in. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. The pharmacist is an important member of the interdisciplinary team. In fact, the State Operations Manual Appendix PP mentions the involvement of the consultant pharmacist under several FTAGs, and not only the ones listed under pharmacy services. Can you explain the role of the consultant pharmacist to our listeners? Sure, you're absolutely right there. It's true that the pharmacist is not just confined to the 750 and 760 FTAGs like we all tend to think. The pharmacist is a part of the interdisciplinary team, and as such, we are part of a lot of different tags like hospice care, incontinence, G-tube management, pain management, dialysis meds, infection prevention, and antibiotic stewardship, just to name a few. That's a lot of F-tags to be concerned about. It is. As the pharmacist, what is the one thing that you wish every director of nursing and long-term care facilities knew? So this is actually a quote that every consultant pharmacist knows, but I don't think any of us know where it came from. But it truly is what we wish every DON and nurse, in fact, knew. And it is that any symptom in an older adult should be considered a drug side effect until proven otherwise. So translate that into what we really want you to know. If there is a change of condition in a resident, we would like to know about it because we can probably help out in putting the picture together as to why there's been a change. That is very helpful information. And I agree, if there's a change, we should always let the pharmacists know just because they're not on site every day. I feel like sometimes that is a notification that might get missed. It's true. It is true. So what tips or strategies do you have to improve the collaboration between the consultant pharmacist and the director of nursing? So there's so many, but I will start off with the most important thing is to find the best way to communicate. And that varies between different DONs and pharmacists, right? And for me, that varies between buildings because in my mind, each facility has their own personality, their own culture and their team. So the first thing that I do to guarantee success in our relationship is to find out the very best way for us to communicate. And you would be surprised at how that varies. I have some DONs that really like to get emails. They love the emails from me, and that is the way they want to communicate. I have others that would prefer a text, and they would like a heads up a couple days before I come. I have some that I talk with weekly, 
So early in the week, we just have a set day that I'll call, even if I'm not going to be on site that week. It's pretty great to see what the priorities are there so that even when I'm reviewing things offsite, I can keep that top of mind. And I always like to share with my DONs that the very best way to get in touch with me is texting because most consultant pharmacists are on the run all the time. My husband says that I'm a little bit like greased lightning and that I'm everywhere at once. And so I may not have a computer in front of me. I may be driving. I may have some windshield time. But if you text me, I'm going to hear that ding. And when I pull over, I'm going to get right back to you. The communication is very important. A couple of other things. I start off a DON relationship by saying, I know that you have a process and so do we. I really work hard not to overwhelm anybody when I first come into a building. Consulting is a process. And so we always start with the top most important items first, and then we work our way into fine tuning processes and drug regimens. So just rule of thumb for me is that after each month, I'll have a top three things that I found that I think are important for you to know. And it would really help out if you also took those top three things and shared them with your staff or let me know who would you like for me to talk to. I try to talk to staff at shift change every time I'm in the building. So again, the communication is key and let's get those top three things dealt with. And finally, one of my favorite things that I've learned over the years is when I'm in the building, I really like to have an early exit scheduled. I may be there till the evening, but by about one or two o'clock in the afternoon, I know what your top priorities are going to be and I know what we need to talk about. And I just find it's a lot easier for us to get together and schedule that the second that I walk in so that we can talk about those things. And you don't have to worry about finding me before you leave for the day and I don't have to chase you down or pull you out of a meeting. So I think it's important to schedule that exit as soon as I walk in the building in the morning with both the DON and the administrator. Those are great strategies. I want to go back and ask you, can you give us an example of top three items that often are something that you discuss with a director of nursing? Sure. So one of my top three is usually the scheduling, the medication pass times for each hall. I really like to hone in on those when I'm in a building. I like to just pop around and see how nursing and medis are doing as far as getting medications given during the window. If they're not within window, you know, rather than that being a slap on the hand, I want to dig deeper and see, so what's going on? Do we have too many medications in the morning? If so, we could perhaps move those some to the evening. Do we have hall times that are just impossible to meet? Or do we maybe have a heavy load of high touch residents in one area? So that's almost always something that I like to look at when I'm there. I like to look at documentation. I will very often run an administration record and check out the documentation of insulin injections and patch placement. A lot of times you'll find that things are not being rotated, sites are not being rotated as they should be. So that's a quick, easy way to figure out if I need to do some education on that. And then past that, it sort of breaks down into the different buildings. You know, I have some that we really have a lot of narcotics. 
And so it's important to stay on top of those, make sure if they're not being used, we request that those get discontinued. I have some facilities that have a whole lot of G-tube medications. And in that case, I'm definitely going to look at the dose times for the hall to make sure we have time to give those properly and to make sure that the medications we are giving can be crushed or see if they need to be changed to something else. Um, and I could go on, but that's like my top two or three. That's I love this information and I'm sure our listeners are going to love it too. You talked about this exit interview and scheduling that early, and I love that. So are you saying when you go into the building, that's one of the first things you do is set up a time to exit with a DON? It is. It really is. The buildings that I work with now, one of the things that they do is we have a morning huddle. I think most people do, but a lot of times they have that out in the open around the nursing station. And so I love to get there early to check out some MedPass and then be part of that morning huddle. And the other secret reason that I love to be part of the huddle is that the DON is there and usually the administrator too. So I take that opportunity as everything is breaking up from the meeting and everybody's in a great mood starting their day to say, hey, I'm here today. What do you think about getting together around one or two? Would that work for you? So yes, I schedule that as soon as I can after walking into the building. You know, Lisa, that I think is a really great tip or strategy, if you will, for our listeners. I can remember being a director of nursing and I didn't have that luxury of having a set time for an exit discussion. And then you end up getting the, you know, this stack of paper at the end of the day with things that you have to follow up. And it was always so dreaded. And I love the exit interview or discussion. What do you talk about during those discussions? Can you give us an idea of what directors of nursing should be thinking about talking about with their consultant pharmacy during those meetings? I mean, what, sure. what information so, is exchanged? Mm-hmm. So I am a pretty easygoing pharmacist. I will say up front, if you know people get called out after we've scheduled that interview, I like to tell people I am your consultant pharmacist for life. Even after I've left positions, I still have people text me. I love that. It keeps me on my toes. So my whole goal with an exit is to make sure that you're not overwhelmed. I don't want anything in that report to be a surprise. I don't want you to look at it a couple of days from now and go, man, she didn't tell me this. So the types of information we exchange are almost always my top three findings. And they'll usually be along the lines of, You know, those things that I talked about, the longer I have been in a building, the more fine-tuned those top three items will be. And so you'll find after I've been in a building a year, we will talk a little bit more about, say, fine-tuning pain medications or looking at our controlled drug count sheets and trying to optimize and make those consistent across the facility. So, you know, we go from the big rocks to the little rocks. I also love to try to fine tune that exit to find out what's important to the DON. You know, if I'm walking into a place that has a brand new DON, perhaps they've had a drug diversion, then we're going to talk about that every time, every time until we get things in place that we feel comfortable. So again, that exchange of information is very important. And uh, I always say, don't hold back, you know, tell me if there's something you're concerned about. Tell me if there's something that you're not sure if you like that I do it that way. I mean, things can be changed. That's great. Lisa, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Gosh, 
I would have said this before COVID, but it's now especially true that I feel it is such a privilege to work alongside our DONs and nurses and MedAids every single day. You know, this is a position that I've held for longer than any other type of pharmacy position I've held. I think it's because every day is very different. But the one thing that is consistent or the two things are that I am honored to work alongside you amazing nurses. I am just floored every day by all the things you manage and the the level of patient care you give. And I really look forward to seeing how we can advance post-acute and long-term care together. You know, the more we work together, the better we get. That's excellent. Thank you for joining us today, Lisa. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools for nurse leaders, please visit our website at www.aapacn.org. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the LTC DON Chat Podcast. Heard the news about how you can improve quality care and increase efficiency with Ability? Ability offers a range of applications to simplify the complexity of healthcare, allowing organizations of all types and sizes to spend more time on care and less time manually collecting, analyzing, and reporting data. This allows you to remain in compliance while making data-driven decisions that benefit residents. With Ability, your facility can improve resident outcomes, optimize reporting data, enhance reimbursements, and much, much more. Discover what Ability has to offer at abilitynetwork.com slash a pack-in.